plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Partners and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network, and we're brought to you under the species of Be the Star You Are. I hope you've had a safe week. That the climate has just been brutal to people all around the world, and our heart goes out to all the residents of uh, Maui and Lahaina and those who have lost their loved ones and everything. Uh, and their worldly possessions. So I just hope that things will get better. Well, today, the Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. And this is from Alan Cohen. Only humble people are afraid of becoming arrogant. The arrogant never consider it. Hmm, think about that. And now that we're talking about Be The Star You Are, I want you to visit bethestaryouare.org. I want to thank everyone who participated in our shoe drive to support women and families in poverty-stricken areas as well as disaster areas. My greatest gratitude goes out to 5A Rent-A-Space for uh, helping us, collaborating with us and donating a storage space, and Mark Hoog's State Farm Insurance, that was our other collaborator and as well as our teen chairperson, Ella. Everybody was just phenomenal. And uh, it, we want to announce that we collected and donated 1,575 pairs of shoes. So this was really, really fantastic. So what a great um, accomplishment for everyone. So thank you for those who to um, who donated and again to the partners who really helped it all you know just go together so well and you know just did a lot of lot of work so I want you to continue visiting the websites please of our partners um, and that was um, of uh, Moraga Five A Rent a Space as well as uh, Mark Hoag's State Farm Insurance. And you can find all of that at um, our website at bethestarur.org. And that's where you're going to find those um, those uh, websites because I really do want you to see them. I mean, I can give them out to you as well. Maybe that would be a good idea to do right here. Um, so let me do that. So uh, you'll want to go to 5aspace.com. That's for 5A Rent-A-Space. And from, for Mark Hoogs State Farm, it's Team Hoogs, H-O-O-G-S.com. And we'll be posting some pictures. I've already put it on social media. But um, really, really thank you. We're just so 
proud of the fact that we helped so many people. And of course, these are going to disaster areas um, and to um, to Africa as well. But we really wanted to help women get uh, become micro entrepreneurs. So visit bethestarur.org and you can click on the events or you'll just go to the shoe fundraiser. So it's now over. So let me tell you what we're going to talk about today. August is National Wellness Month. Uh, how are you feeling? I mean, it is a great time to check in with your body, mind, and spirit, and especially your mental health. It's critical to your physical well-being. I'll talk about that coming right up. But in segment two, making a small talk is really tough sometimes. So we're going to learn to talk about the simple things that can help uh, improve your communication skills. You can learn how to make full sentences when asked a question, and you will invite conversation. And in our third segment, you know, everybody's most hated topic is probably taxes, right? So are you filing your taxes? Can filing taxes be made any easier? What I just found out is that private industry tax preparation companies have spent millions of dollars fighting what's called the free file. But there is a new pilot program that is launching in 2024 um, to help the IRS offer a better way to do our taxes. So we're going to dive into that because, boy, I would certainly like to see that happening. That would be just amazing. So uh, National Wellness Month is this month. So we have to take care of our mental health as well as our body. Um, if you didn't know that this was National Wellness Month, now you do. And so we're going to give you that excuse to kickstart some good habits. And while most of us think of physical health, we, we also have to think of prioritizing our mental health and our well-being. And if you're not sure where to stop, here are just a few tips to kind of kickstart it for you. We will need to all practice self-care. We have to make time for ourselves each and every day, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. And whether that is taking a walk, reading a book, or meditating, or just sitting quiet for a couple of minutes, you want to find an activity that helps you relax and unwind. We also need to connect with others. Social support is crucial for maintaining good mental health. So let's reach out to a friend or to any family members. And if you don't have anybody that comes right to mind, consider joining a support group or even having a therapy session or a coaching session. We need to also exercise regularly. Exercise has been shown to boost mood and reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. So again, it's find an activity you enjoy. That could be walking. It could be swimming. It could be yoga. Uh, whatever it is, you want to make a regular part of your routine doing something that gets your, you know, your, your uh, momentum up and gets your physical body moving. And here's one of the most important things, and people do not do it. We have to get enough sleep. Sleep is essential for both physical and mental health. 
And we have to aim for anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep each and every night and establish a consistent sleep routine. I do a lot of life coaching uh, for people. And the number one thing that literally 100% of clients tell me is they're not sleeping. They're not getting enough sleep. So this is something we all have to work on. If we want to be happier, healthier, and more resilient, we need to take care of our mental health right now. And that will also be taking care of our body, our mind, and our spirit. So let's get some relaxation And I highly recommend just doing a few minutes of meditation every day, especially in the morning when you first get up, so that it it really anchors your day. And that doesn't have to be like an um or anything. It can be what I do is I go outside in nature and I watch the birds. I look at the clouds. I give thanks to my angels for bringing me you know, for letting me wake up this morning. But for some reason, it really does help. So I encourage you to um, start your day in that way. Also, school is back in session. So here are some safety tips for students and parents. We're going to pull on the backpack. We're sharpening our pencils. Um, We're probably stocking up on apples. And I wish everyone was nearby because I have a lot of apples on my tree school is back. So while we can't, uh, we kind of don't believe it. It's hard for me to believe because when I was a kid starting school after summer break, that was the first Tuesday after Labor Day weekend. And that's when we also would stop wearing white shoes or white hats and we everything went, went to black, right? But this year, many students are back in school already and some started like the second week of august and the decision of when to start the school year whether it's august or after labor day it varies depending on a variety of factors including educational goals scheduling considerations local policies the climate and community preferences but let's just uh, go back to the safety to the kids right now because these are some tips to help us all uh, stay safe during the school year. So we have to watch for traffic. So kids always use the crosswalks, point out potential hazards and dangerous areas, and parents teach your kids how to cross streets and intersections safely. You know, that whole idea of looking both ways before you step out off of the sidewalk, that's really critical. The backpack safety, ensure that your child's backpack is properly properly fitted and not too heavy. Encourage them to wear both straps to to distribute the weight evenly because that will avoid the back and shoulder pain. I know I always, you know, tend to like just throw it over one shoulder and then, oh my gosh, your shoulder hurts. And then leave early to get to school. Getting out of the door is a huge hassle, but rushing can lead to reckless driving. And so as parents, if we're driving or um, we need to leave early to avoid that urge to speed up and cut corners. And if you're riding your bicycles, the same thing. We need to still leave early. So practice those few tips and that will help ensure that uh, you get to school safely, your child gets to school safely, and the school year can begin on a, you know, a positive note. Now, 
I was just doing some research on why schools are beginning in August. So here are a few of the reasons. The academic calendar alignment, starting school in August allows for a more balanced academic calendar, and it helps ensures that students have sufficient instructional days before major assessments, exams, and breaks throughout the year. And this can be especially important for schools that follow the standardized testing schedules. Now, some schools are in semester, some are on quarter system, and many schools operate this way. And where the academic year is divided into distinct periods of instruction. So starting in August allows for a well-structured breakdown of these periods and can provide a smoother transition between semesters or between quarters. Now, scheduling flexibility. Starting school earlier in August can provide more flexibility in scheduling breaks and holidays throughout the year, and it can also help avoid long stretches of instruction without breaks, and that might lead to better learning outcomes. Also, curriculum planning is another thing that we have to look at. Uh, an earlier start can provide teachers with more time to cover the curriculum and explore topics in depth. And this is especially important for subjects that require more extensive content coverage. And then when we get to prep for college admissions, high school students often need to prepare for college admissions exams, applications, and of course, those horrific deadlines. So getting started earlier might provide the students with more time to prepare for these important steps. Now, summer learning loss is something that a lot of research has been done on, and research has shown that students can experience learning loss during extended summer breaks. So starting school earlier in August might help mitigate that loss by minimizing the length of the summer break. Although from my personal point of view, a lot of parents and also teachers try to get the kids to do a certain number of books that they read and perhaps write book reviews for or do different kinds of homework during the summer to keep up on their learning. So, but still there is usually some summer learning loss. And then extracurricular activities. Um, anybody who is doing any sports know that extracurricular activities like clubs and all different kinds of sports are closely tied to the academic calendar and usually start earlier, a couple of weeks earlier than school does. So whether we start school in August is a good or bad thing, it depends on various factors. And that, again, includes the regional culture, the climate. I mean, if it's really, really hot out, boy, it's hard to get back into school, especially if the school isn't air conditioned. Uh, student and parent preferences and local policies. And a lot of people argue that starting after Labor Day allowed families to have a longer summer break and enjoy the warmer weather. I happen to be one of those people that really enjoyed that uh, when my kids were young and also when I, when I was a kid. And I found that was really beneficial for relaxation, for family bonding, and just to have that time, you know, when it was so hot. But on the other hand, starting earlier can help maintain a consistent learning pace and reduce the impact of that summer 
learning loss. And ultimately, there's no one size fits all. So the decision rests on the specific needs and priorities of the community and the educational institution. So whatever you are, whatever you do, that's probably what your school or your town needed to do. So think about it. Um, you can let me know what your thoughts are. And hopefully they are all positive. So when we come back from break, we are going to be talking about uh, about the conversations and how we can kind of talk to every everybody, and um, you know get us get us doing a little bit more small talk. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back in just a bit. So please stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business Well, we're back and you're listening to me. Cynthia Bryan. And before we go forward with our conversation about small talk, I just want to announce one other thing, and that is... If you have a student, any child or teen in grades K through 12 who needs a free tutor, Be The Star You Are has collaborated with the Georgia chapter of Teens Tutor Teens 
to bring free tutoring to any child in grades K through 12. And this is by other teens that are highly motivated and smart. And, um, you know, because since the pandemic, so many students are behind the basics of reading, math, science, and writing. So all uh, a student has to do is contact um, the, the teens, tutor teens, and you can find the website at bethestarur.org under programs. And it is the very first thing that we talk about at the top. And just how it works is that once a student requests to be tutored under the auspices of Be The Star You Are, a, a Teens Tutor Teens um, Georgia Chapter Tutor will claim the person to help and contact them to set up a meeting. And then the tutor and the 2T or their parent or guardian can communicate on future meetings, additional help, ap academic advice, anything else that the student may need or that the tutor deems necessary. So uh, students sign up on their own at the website that's on our website. And uh, students do need to identify as coming from Be The Star You Are charity. And you don't have to be a volunteer, uh, Be The Star You Are charity. You Just because you heard it here, you can just say that Be The Star You Are sent us. There is no charge for this. This is completely free. And the chapter secretary will reach out to the student asking for age verification and just for safety and security purposes, because we want to keep everybody safe. So uh, once the student is connected to a tutor, then tutoring sessions will begin at times that work for both parties. And, you know, it is our goal at Be The Star You Are to support youth academically. So we're really thrilled to partner with Teens Tutor Teens. Make sure you sign up at bethestarur.org, okay? And uh, again, it's under programs. So when you go to bethestarur.org, it's under programs. All right. Well, now to my next topic in our lifestyle show today is, are you any good at small talk? I mean, you know, um, we, we were all taught, and I think we still teach our children, is like, don't talk to strangers, right? We learned that as a kid, and um, it is a really good policy. However, some brief, pleasant exchanges with people that we don't know well or we don't know at all can actually help us be happier. It can enhance our mood, um, you know, increase our energy and overall well-being. And that is because small talk often promotes learning and expands our worldview and contributes to a sense of belonging. Now, what am I talking about here? I'm not talking about somebody just walks, some weirdo walks up to you and, you know, tries to make a conversation or something. But we can start talking with colleagues, with the barista, you know, at our coffee shop, with our Lyft driver, or if we're in the grocery store and we're hunting for a particular item or we're grabbing, a, grabbing some avocados or maybe we're in the bakery section, sometimes you, we can have this relational, um, you know, diversity, right? By, by asking somebody like, oh, have you ever bought this ice cream before? Or have you ever tried this particular kind of pastry? So we can maximize the benefits by chatting up a wide range of people. 
And research backs us up on this. And despite the benefits, you know, of course, most people hate small talk. I don't like small talk. I much prefer to find out what's really happening in somebody's life. And not, uh, although I have to say, everybody's talking about the weather these days because it is so unpredictable and it has been so horrid, whether it's heat or fires or floods or hurricanes or tornadoes, uh, volcanoes, um, earthquakes. We had an earthquake here in California just a couple of days ago. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I think, you know, talking about the weather maybe isn't considered small talk anymore. But research does indicate that we tend to underestimate how much our conversation partners enjoy our company. And what this is called, it's actually a phenomenon, and it's called the liking gap. So every person, no matter who you are, we all have this voice in our heads, and it always gives us some kind of negativity telling us that we're not very good at this social stuff, you know, we're not good enough for this, we're not good enough for that. But the data suggests that people actually like you more than we think that they do. So the more that we talk to people that we actually don't know, and we just try to, even if it's just momentarily that we find this commonality, the more natural it's going to feel. And we have some experts that share their favorite strategies for getting better at small talk, because again, even though the weather is so crazy right now, at some point we have to, I guess, you know, not depend on talking about how hot it is, how cold it is, how wet it is, how dry it is, how windy it is, how scary it is. So here's some other things that we can talk about. We want to take advantage of what uh, experts call free information. So what is that? So let's say like this weekend, I'm going to be going to a wedding and I'm not going to know a lot of people at that wedding. But while I'm at that wedding, Maybe I'm going to be standing next to somebody I totally don't know. And I can say to them something about like, well, how do you know Alana? And then they may say that they don't know her, but they know the husband or, you know, the husband to be. And so by asking that person that question, how do you know the bride? um, Then I'm going to open up a conversation. And that can really lead to something that, you know, who knows, might end up having a dance or something together. So let's say that you're at a a ball game and you end up sitting next to somebody at the ball game. You can ask them, you know, have you ever caught a ball? Um, If it was a baseball, you know, a baseball, um, a baseball game or, you know, what was the first time you've ever been in this stadium? So that can always lead to something. And that is called a free information. It's a shared reality. And it is a a good introduction to maybe a deeper conversation. And sometimes, I mean, I have to tell you, I have had the experience of sitting next to somebody on a plane and ending up becoming really, really good friends with that person because we ended up talking about something and shared this common knowledge. So don't be afraid of that stranger 
next to you as long as they're not creepy. We don't want to come across as creepy, right? That's really, really important. So there's other ways that you can um, channel your curiosity is by complimenting someone with a unique personal expression. Now, we don't want to comment on somebody's body or their looks because that is creepy, especially if you don't know them. But you could compliment on, I love your outfit or, or, oh, what a unique piece of jewelry. Tell me about that. I was working on a movie last week and um, one of the actors in the movie had this really enchanting necklace on. I, I'd never met this, this actor before. And so I commented on it and I got the whole history behind it. And it was really, really fun. And it led to a more, a deeper conversation. So, you know, when you give somebody a compliment, um, it is often interpreted that you're asking for the story behind it. And usually that's what I personally like to do. I love the story behind whatever it is that I'm looking at. So consider complimenting, but just be careful about any creepy kind of compliments, right? We have to be really cautious about that. Now, when we are trying to create some kind of conversation or small talk, there are some things that we need to steer clear of, and those are controversial topics. We all know what those are. <laughs> we were told those as kids. Stay away from religion and politics. Two things I really attempt to avoid here on this lifestyle show because I want to keep it uplifting and positive. Or you might want to steer clear of sensitive uh, matters with somebody you don't know, like relationship status, uh, children, or even what their work is because um, work could also be a landmine unless they decide to disclose it. So here's a good question. And I love this question because it really isn't saying anything, but it gives the other person the opportunity to express themselves. And uh, for example, I'll just say again, by working on a film this past week that I didn't know the other people on, a good question if you're standing around just waiting, which we do a lot of on a movie sets, um, is, well, what keeps you busy outside of work or school? I like that question, don't you? What keeps you busy outside of work or school? So this, give, this opens the conversation. They can talk about a sport they love or a hobby that they enjoy or maybe they just, you know, they want to go fishing, whatever it is. Now, if you have acquaintances um, that you already know, I mean, that may not that may not be what you want to say. Maybe you just want to say something like, hey, bring me up to speed since the last time we talked, you know, how is it going in the blah, blah area, whatever it is. Or if you are working with um, with with teens, you might ask, especially if they're in their junior, their junior year, you know, how's the college search going? Or if they're in their senior year, how are the college apps happening? So ask questions that are going to give not just yes and no answers, but can lead to something else. And then remember, when somebody asks you a, converse, a, 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 a question, 
you are in the conversation game and you need to be active. So you have to invest some energy in it. If someone asks you how you're doing, don't just answer with good or fine. That is really being lazy. It's not contributing anything. Um, instead of being a single word response, which, you know, again, on radio, when I've had guests on radio, I always try to give them a little coaching advance and say, please, you know, elongate your, your answers. No yes and no answers and no one word answers, because where do you go from that? So maybe you could respond if you are watching the news on PBS, for example, you could say, um, I, I just watched this really interesting segment on whatever it was. Or perhaps you've seen a documentary that you think the other person might find interesting. Or maybe you saw, you watched, you saw a movie recently and it was hyped to be really terrific, but you didn't think it was that great. And you could ask the person, hey, have you seen this movie? What did you think of it? That gives the other person something to work with. And that will allow the conversation to continue. So yes, it's a little bit of small talk, but it allows the conversation to continue. And then if you need to um, exit, if you need to finish the conversation and get the heck out of Dodge, um, there are different ways to do it. Now, some people end up, I call it, you know, a little bit of diarrhea at the mouth. They just keep talking and talking and talking. And then the other person is like looking at their watch and thinking, oh no, how do I get out of this? Um, and they can't figure out how to end it. So there are ways to, you know, to exit with grace. So one way, if, if somebody is just talking on and on and on, or if you feel like you're talking on and on and on and you don't know where to go from there, you could consider introducing the person to whom you are talking to, to someone else. So you could say, oh, you know, uh, Miss Smith, I would really like you to meet Mr. Jones. I think you might have something in common because uh, he had just told me that he loved this particular book and I know that you had liked it as well. Or Maybe he likes fishing and you're a, sport, a sports person too. Whatever it is, you want to do something like that. And then you could say, let me introduce you. And then I'll let you two get to know each other. And you can talk about your fishing expeditions or whatever it is. And if that's not possible, you could recap the conversation that you have been having with this other person and say something like, I have really enjoyed hearing about your latest adventure, you know, down the Amazon. It was fascinating. And, um, but I really have to go and speak to XYZ, to Mr. Smith over here. So perhaps we could continue this conversation in the future, or perhaps I'll see you at the next meeting. And then you might have another adventure you'll want to share with me. So that lets you out of the conversation gracefully and tactfully. And at the same time, you have concluded this, um, your greeting with uh, recapping what you had heard from them. But 
again, I just want to emphasize that sometimes a little bit of small talk, and especially, you know, I guess in the grocery store, I have found more times in the grocery store that not that you go on and have a long conversation, but I've met some pretty interesting people. <laughs> And I have found out what they like to eat. <laughs> so you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. Um, engage in small talk from time to time. You might learn something. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, you're going to have a business fight with a marketing makeover. And then after the break, it's tax time. I'm hoping that we're going to make it a little more simple. And I'm sure looking forward to it. And I'm sure most of Americans are as well. Don't go away during the break. Visit bethestarur.org and also check out my website, cynthiabryan.com. I have a new book out, Family Forever, and I hope that you'll take a peek at it. cynthiabryan.com forward slash books. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, many companies have created detailed marketing plans, but perhaps it's time for a marketing makeover. The most important factor in marketing your service or product or brand is to choose a set of marketing activities and do them consistently. You want to project a consistent company image in all your promotional materials. You want to respond to voicemail, email, text, you know, within 24 hours if possible and follow through on promises. You want to post the same things on social media. You want to join local service organizations and become an active participant. Don't leave the office or home without your business cards, uh, preferably double-sided ones that list your services, or maybe it's blank on the back so you can write a note to someone. And be prepared with that 30-second commercial about yourself and your company that will entice others to want to know more. When someone asks me, tell me about yourself, you have 30 seconds to hook them in. Practice, practice, practice. Marketing your business requires you go into action and actually meet people. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business fight from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you the annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. You are the star. 
follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of showbiz. We are back, and I really appreciate you staying with me, hanging in there. It's always uh, wonderful to be here together. Well, before we start talking taxes, I just want to announce that uh, Be the Star You Are will be having a booth at the Pear and Wine Festival, uh, which is happening on September 30th. And we have all, well, not all, but we have many of our teens um, from uh, that from Express Yourself Teen Radio who are going to be manning the booth and then other volunteers. So we're really excited about it. And we hope that you will join us. So consider um, visiting bethestarur.org and go to events and you will see everything about the Pear and Wine Festival. Our sponsors are MB Jesse Painting, mbjesse.com, and La Mirinda Weekly Newspaper, which is lamarindaweekly.com. And I am a columnist for the La Mirinda Weekly. So it's really a pleasure to have the newspaper that I've been writing for for 15 years be one of the sponsors of Be The Star You Are. So that's at bethestarur.org. Well, now to our segment. All right. Well, we all know about taxes. And does anybody like taxes? I doubt it. I know that it's hard. I, I, I don't like taxes. I don't think anybody likes doing taxes. And um, if you are filing, you know, the long form, it can really take a long time to put it all together. Well, when Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act in 2022, lawmakers didn't just give the IRS a big funding infusion. They also directed the agency to look into something that has literally evaded the United States for decades. And it wants to create a system for Americans to file their taxes directly with the government electronically for free rather than going through tax preparers who often, you know, they take money off of the returns. Now, the IRS has submitted a report to Congress evaluating the feasibility of a free IRS-run filing system, and it even created a prototype. And in early 2024, taxpayers, I don't know how many, but there's going to be a select number of taxpayers. They're going to participate in a pilot project to file their taxes for free with the government. Now, all the details haven't been released yet, but it is clear that this will be both a step in a new direction and it also won't go nowhere near as far as what many other countries do. There are 59 countries that responded to a survey um, and of those of uh, 59, over 80% have pre-fill returns. And that includes like Chile, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, and Spain. And in these countries, the government does most of the work for its taxpayers. It collects information it already has, you know, the payroll numbers from W-2 forms, interest income reported by banks, 
and it pre-fills the returns for the taxpayers. Then the taxpayers just review the return and they either sign off or they dispute the numbers. Those who have more complex situations can use a pre-filled return as a starting point, and then they can add in any added, um, any missing information. Now, since 2019, people in New Zealand who earn a salary, any wages or income from a financial institution, they don't have to do anything for their taxes. The tax agency pre-populates their information into a form determines whether they're owed a refund or they owe the government a payment. Now, here in California, this system was tried in 2005 and 2006. California conducted what they called a pilot program in which it sent all these completed returns to not all residents, but a certain number of residents. And it was, you know, residents, I guess I should say, who had really simple tax situations. And they were given the option to either file the forms or do their own. It was so successful that the state made it widespread in 2007. And by 2012, more than 88,000 residents were using it. But the lobbying efforts of the tax preparation industry, which included Intuit, which makes TurboTax and H&R Block killed it. Now, residents loved California's return-free program. And in a survey that was conducted by Stanford, um, the positive comments just flooded in. Uh, one comment was, finally, the government is doing something to make my life better for a change. And almost all the comments have the words thank you in it. And people were thanking the government for taking something that drove them crazy and improving it. So the U.S. is among the 18% of countries that make people track down all their financial information on their own and feed it into pages and pages of forms. And it took American taxpayers a collective $2 billion, billion with a B, hours to do their individual tax returns in 2022. And I was among those. And on average, each taxpayer will pay at least $240 and spend at least 13 hours filing taxes. And that eats up nearly 10% of the average federal refund. Now, I am a person that I always file on time, except I'm married and I file jointly with my husband who in all our years of being married has only had his taxes done uh, on time once. That means that we always have to file an extension. We have to pay extra fees. We have to pay penalties. It drives me crazy. And it takes him about 30 hours to get his filed. And then after that, after, after he's done the paperwork, then it still has to go to the accountant. So it's complex and it's expensive. So I would really love to have something that is much simpler. So given the complexities of the tax code and all the paperwork, many people, of course, outsource the process to tax preparers. And while, this, um, while there are supposed to be free options, which could be used by about 70% of taxpayers, less than three 
50% use these free options. And the, what is the reason for this? It is in part because tax preparation companies have hidden away that option. So I'm telling you now, there are free options out there if you have a simple tax um, a tax you know preparation thing to do. If you if you don't have a lot of write offs or any of that, you have to look for those free options. Now, when the IRS told companies they could not hide the free file options anymore, guess what? Intuit and H&R Block left this free filing program altogether. So there are still other companies that uh, have that free filing, but Intuit and H&R Block are not part of them. Now, the IRS is consistently ranked, as we know, at or near the bottom of federal agencies. I mean, most people really fear the IRS. Nobody wants to be audited. And, you know, the majority of the people are truly, truly honest. But there's always that fear hanging over us of, oh, my gosh, did I do something wrong? And am I going to have to now go back through all these receipts? But if the IRS started doing more of the work for us, that could change our minds about the IRS, not just about the IRS, but maybe about the whole government uh, in general. Because by having the IRS fill out these forms for us, it would make bureaucracy less frustrating. And I do believe it would improve our sense that the government is working for us and with us and helping us. So the IRS could accurately fill out tax, re tax returns for at least 50% of filers right now and for 80% of the lowest income filers. And that would require them to do nothing at all. So, you know, wouldn't that be great if you have, if you are in the poverty level, or as they call it, having the starvation income, wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to spend any time at all filling out taxes or pay anybody to do it? That would save 40% of taxpayers, nearly 2 billion, again, billion with a B, B as in boy, in tax preparation fees. And it would give them back 225 million hours every year. So I really think we do need to do this. There's no point in spending all this time doing taxes, uh, especially when it's costing us more money to do the taxes. But what's standing in the way? It is private industry. Tax preparation companies have spent $39.3 million since 2006 fighting what is called free file. And Intuit and H&R Block have actually increased their lobbying this year because the IRS is really getting serious about alternative options. Now, these companies, these tax preparation companies have won before and they've stymied multiple bipartisan efforts to create simpler systems. But perhaps with this new pilot program rolling out, Americans will finally get a taste of a better way to do their taxes. So again, when it's coming to taxes, just take a peek and 
If your tax, if you think that what you have is fairly simple, look for free filing. The IRS will pilot a free, free direct filing system and the average American spends $240 and 13 hours filing. And that could save Americans $33 billion a year on tax software and filing fees. So that is, that is the filing fees and the tax software that will save $33 billion. That's not the taxes that you pay. That's just the filing fees. And maybe the IRS could even do more. The 48%, the IRS could autofill these forms for nearly half of all returns. So let's, um, let's kind of look into that and see what we could do. H&R Block spent $41 million since 1998 lobbying against free filing and Intuit and TurboTax spent $46 million fighting it. So that doesn't seem right. Now, for many people, such as myself, I still will be using an accountant because I definitely want to make sure that I'm doing everything right. But for those people who are using just these, you know, these other tax filing things, if you can do it yourself, that might be the way to go. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for being here with me on Star Style. Be the star you are. I hope that you will be here with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, and tune in to my um, teen show, Express Yourself, every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To find out about Be The Star You Are charity, more about the shoe drive that we just finished, as well as the Pear Festival coming up, visit bethestarur.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate this moment in your life. And until next week, when we play again here on the Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a great week. And thank you so much for being with me. Be the star you been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you are.org ignite the flame that burns brightly within take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect cynthia bryan every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern time right here on the voice america empowerment channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style until we celebrate together next week be the star you are